When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to our part two sit down with Miss Taylor Ferber. Part one was yesterday, guys, and I talk all about, I give a review of A Very Countess Christmas. Leah McSweeney was there in the audience. We were backstage with Lou. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Also, I give you guys like an honest review of the show. For anyone that hasn't seen it, that is thinking of seeing it, because Luann is touring in 2022. So check that out. We also talk a little bit about Erica Jane yesterday so that's part one now we are about to get into all the moments in pop culture history and housewives history that we are just thankful for in 2021 things we are not thankful for that we could have done without and things that like we kind of like and we kind of like don't care about so stay tuned but you know this chat started yesterday talking all about a countess christmas don't you guys want to review listen to that then listen to this Happy holidays, everyone. Okay, let's talk about some of our highlights from the year. Yes, I where have a would you list? Where? Okay, well, let's hear your list of like just pop culture, Bravo. What excited you that you loved this year in pop culture? Okay, excited me that I loved so. Or or hated because we have hated. Yeah, so we have here were here were our categories, right? We had thankful not thankful could take it or leave it those are good categories so thank right well, let's be positive to start okay okay so in the vein obviously of my like culture commentary show was living for the Dave Chappelle moment very controversial but I was here for it. I was here. I, lo- I actually loved the special and I was here for Netflix standing by him and not caving to the bullshit censorship. So hats off to you, 
Dave Chappelle. I was here for that. You love a non-cancel culture moment. Mm-hmm. I love a like take it or leave it. Too bad, bitch. Here, here I am. And Dave Chappelle isn't, you know, changing shit for anybody. And what I love the most is how after he was getting so much shit for his special, how he performed at the Hollywood Bowl. And people like Brad Pitt, Stevie Wonder are there like applauding him. And I'm like, yes, you all are here for it too. And by the way, I had a sex dream about Brad Pitt last night. So there we go. Another highlight of 2021. When Fran Drescher was on my show, she said she dreams about Brad Pitt as well. Well, to that (sighs) point, Mm, mm. I would take Brad Pitt. To that point, then you, you, you mentioned her. You must love Kelly and Rick. You must. I mean, they're like- we don't give a fuck. You can't cancel us. Or is, is that, it doesn't work with Kelly and Rick. You do, you do mind that. You know, I don't know the, I've only seen little things here and there. Um, so I don't know the extent, but from what I've seen, I mean, yeah, like I don't have to agree. I'm just here for somebody these days. Who's like, you know what? No holds bar. I don't care. You can't hold me down. I, hear me roar. Like, you know what? I support it. I don't have to agree. But, you know, you're not a pussy and therefore I salute you and I respect you. So sure. I mean, I wonder like, cause her and Rick have Patreon only like Stassi and Bo have Patreon only. I wonder how much money and how well these Patreon only shows do. I'm just, I'm curious. I wonder. Yeah. It's not it's really kind of the like, right I bet- model. I think, I don't think it's the model. Oh, see, I was going to say like, maybe it is because it's a little forbidden. And so it's like, oh, it's like kind of like hidden. And, you know, we all want what we can't have like in dating in life and whatever. So maybe it would entice people to be like, oh, I kind of want to see what's going on. But the thing is you can cancel Patreon at any time. So if you check it out, you pay for a month and you never come back over it. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but that's where I stand for. Okay. So what else were you thinking? Okay. Also. This is like sort of random. It's not a Bravo moment, but the okay. movie, cause like what I said earlier, it's like, I'm tired of this, like depressing, sleepy content, this like woke stuff We're over it. So the movie with this other sex dream, you know, extravaganza man, Ryan Reynolds free guy, that movie he did, that was definitely a highlight for me. Like I was the first time I went that. to the theater. He, oh my God, he is so hot. And the movie, cause I talk about on my show, how Marvel now is tries to be all preachy and virtue signal. It's like, no, we had enough hoes so with uh free guy it's this really fun like blockbuster super you know not superhero but like video gaming fun you know escape movie and i'm like not only you know am i having like wet panties right now because ryan reynolds is god but it also was just like so much fun i left like skipping yes so that was definitely a highlight for me because i'm like these people read the room and gave us what we needed thank god you want to be Blake Lively. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, he is like, can you get any better? You know, he has that big dick energy. He's fucking hilarious. And I mean, he loves his wife to the end of this earth. That's just another, you know, I don't look, Mm. I would not kick him out of bed. He's not. I feel like you're not excited about it. I feel like you're not not excited. I'm not like, he's not, listen, he's a very attractive man, but like, you know, I mean, like, I go there more for like the Biebs. Like, give me a little Biebs. I love Justin Bieber. Oh, all that ink. Oh my, oh my gosh. God. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and then you want to know why maybe, my, maybe I'm single and I never end up dating anyone of any age appropriateness, which again, I would love someone my age that's rich guys. So find that. But so you kind of like the no, bad I've boy tattoo sitch. Have you mm-hmm. met Justin Bieber? 
No, because like I also like that really innocent, like schoolboy, like you know, like clean cut look. But I yes, I do like the blonde hair. No, I've never met Justin Bieber, but he's really hot. Have you ever met him? I have. So I haven't met him. I was I was backstage at this hockey. Unless it deals with Tom Brady, I'm like, okay, sports. But I was at this hockey event in LA and, you know, like the Canadian connection, like all about the hockey. And all of a sudden it's, it was like some press conference. I don't really know what happened, honestly. And all of a sudden right next to me, there's Justin Bieber. And he just like peeks his head in and says, what's up to everybody. And then like, so nonchalantly just walks away, but he is like true to form. You know, he's kind of smaller than you would think, but very attractive and, you know, there he was and there he went. And that was that. I love it. That yeah. like short. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like a high school fan, teenage dream fantasy, Katy Perry style. You know what I mean? Like, He's just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him like a, a manly, you know, a, what is it like a he's not a manly man look at yeah women and gay men often you know sometimes have different types just because that's true that's how it is exactly 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 and the the last thing here that I was oddly like a twisted reverse thankful for is what we've talked about today and I don't know I'm eager to see your interview with this person but I as much of a train wreck as the sex in the city reboot has proven to be i'm also thankful for it because i think it proves like let's not with the reboots like we're done honey we're done like new chapter let's move on let's stop living in the past and i'm also thankful back to ryan reynolds for that shameless i don't know if you've seen it that viral peloton ad that came out of it that ryan reynolds was i in don't understand whatever look i didn't so what's everyone talking about like what happened it's okay, peloton so it, there's a spoiler like, here. Did, there's did, a, did Big die on a Peloton? He died on a Peloton, but this is what, I, first of all, like the audacity to kill off our fantasy favorite iconic character. I don't know who in their right mind came up with that, but the best part is Chris Noth, who plays Mr. Big, ends up doing a Peloton ad, okay? And is like, like it is just shameless. It's savage. I'm here for the marketing strategy, so I wonder is the ad deal. in that first episode because Peloton like the sales went drastically down after this happened. And I read the odd, well he dies. Did they hire the him? Show. So like did they hire they him? They yes. Yes. Well, so he I mean the amount of money so, I mean it must have taken. I mean so get a load of this. So he's shit. in the ad. He's in the ad with this famous Peloton girl who I guess was his Mr. Big's favorite in the show. She's like a Peloton personality. So they're in the ad, like cozying up next to a Christmas fire. And they're like, let's do a Peloton ride. You know, Mr. Big is still alive. And the voiceover is Ryan Reynolds. So it ties it all together in a Santa's bow. What a moment. Like the shameless advertising. They must have paid him so much money. Oh my God. Okay. Those, so those are the three things you're thankful for. I mean, okay, should those I say mine. what I'm thankful for? Yes. I am thankful, although I might eat my words one day. I've already started seeing moments where I could eat my words. I am thankful for the return of Miss Dubrow to RHOC. Heather Dubrow is back. I did not think, listen, I've said before, I think last season of Real Housewives of Orange County is the worst season ever of any housewife show that's ever existed and I didn't think it would be that good. Like I thought Heather coming back could be good, but it is like the whole show is so fucking good. It's like 
they really just fixed it. Like once again, listen, I've been Mm. saying like Bravo and it's going to be over and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I mean, they, they really do just when they don't know what they're doing, they, they correct their mistakes. The show is so good. This is a season where it's like, you think about like Rena and like Erica came at the same time. And then Dorit came a year later. And now it's like, we remember the past, but it's hard to think of like, R-H-O-B-H without Rena and Doreen and Erica. It's like a different era. This yes. season is the crossover season of R-H-O-C. And like, it feels like a different show. Shannon is unfortunately probably going to be fired. This will be her last season. That is the prediction. Vicky and Tamara, you think of them coming back? No way. Never going to happen. They feel so out of place with this current like vibe of the show. And Emily and Gina are now like in their third season and they're like the old ones and it's just going to be them and Heather and Noah. It's, it's, it's like a different era in the OC. They really changed the show. Because they were really lagging behind at one point, weren't they? People were like, eh, I'm not enticed. You know, I could take a cat nap. So who, is there anyone from the original season though? You think that they could or should bring back who would like even take it to the next level? Yeah, Joe DeLaRosa. Mm-hmm. I've had her on this podcast. She was so young at the time when she was with Slade and she lives in LA. Okay, minor point. She would live in the OC tomorrow if she got the job. She's just, Joe's like a real, Joe would bring it. Joe would bring it that I mean from the original season I don't think it's like a Vicky it's like we know about Vicky it's not Gina Keogh it's like it's you know Lori Peterson I wouldn't Lori would be good but she wouldn't do it Joe Joe DeLaRosa that's who's going so why hasn't Bravo done it do you I don't know I don't know because she is now her father died during COVID she is engaged to somebody like Mm -hmm. Joe is like she's the right age she's not like too old She's not, I mean, I love old housewives, like, and not old, but I love fifties and sixties, but like, Mm -hmm. I'm just, this is what, this is how casting works. Like they want to go in that, Mm -hmm. you know, thirties generation. True. Joe would be perfect. She would be so perfect. Really? We don't know her. Like she just, she would, she's not loaded like Heather. So I'm just, you know, like, I mean, people are saying we want that extreme wealth and escape. Well, guess what? Heather has brought that. So that's, that's the first thing that I am thankful for. The second thing I am thankful for is, is I, okay. I'll just do all housewives, I guess is, well, I'm, okay. I'm not going to do all housewives. I'm thankful for, I'll do very quick things. I'm thankful. I mean, I know he's straight, but I'm thankful that Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello broke up because just in my head, that makes him just a little more available. So hold on. Do you know he's straight? Do you know he's straight? No, I don't know. I mean, do we do any of us? So hot. I mean, again, David, I'm just saying way to go for someone totally age inappropriate, but he's really cute. You know, I, okay. You're the publicity like God. Okay. Talk to me. What do you think about, I've heard that the whole thing, and you know me, like I'm, I also am in the, you know, back behind the scenes of the publicity machine. I know how it works, but I'm also like a naive little schoolgirl, And I'd like to think it's real. However, a lot of people have said that that whole sitch was pure publicity. Really? Mm-hmm. Just not because he's gay, but just like, it's good for his career. And it's good for her like career. both of them. Yeah. Like it's, yep. It is. That's, I could see that. You could. I mean, 
I never thought about it, but it makes logical sense. I mean, I and think the over the top of like the tonsil hockey with them on social media, like the whole thing. It's like, it makes you think I'm just saying, I'm just planting the seed guys. It just makes you think. I think saying. it helps her career more than his. It's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer, but I wear sandals year round. And now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Croc style sandals, you can embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals, not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway sandals. They are so soft, light, and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony, soft footbed, and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything, and I can wear them anywhere, no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the Getaway Sandals, and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors, so you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like, I think he was the bigger name going into it, but it probably helped both yeah. of their careers, right? It probably mm-hmm. helped both. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there's that. That's not just bad. Saying. Just saying, just saying. And I mean, I okay, three more quick things. I mean, Kathy Hilton, yes, she signed on, you know, for whatever. So she's coming back. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful yes, that ditto. Selling Sunset season four has finally been released and the Tampa spinoff with an all black cast dropped, just dropped. So I'm excited for Selling Tampa and Selling Sunset season four to be back on our lives. And I'm excited for this new feud between Madonna and 50 Cent, which who knew we needed <gasps> this? You Excuse me. Do you know all about this? Madonna, uh, no. you know, okay, Madonna posts pictures all the time. Madonna posts on her Instagram all the time pictures. Obviously, she has a whole team of people that are on staff 24 hours a day to take pictures of the queen. So she always posts these pictures at home in her LA house where she now lives. She bought the house in LA of her like legs in the air, like I ass up. Right. So it's all that stuff. So there's lots of those. It's not just one. So 50 Cent, and I'm going to paraphrase, 50 Cent, I don't know, I think he did this on Twitter, said, hashtag like a virgin 63, something like that. It's pretty much what he said. I don't know if he said anything else with it, but he said, hashtag like a virgin 63. But he was saying kind of like, you know, you're, you're not a virgin, you're like a slut. Look at these pictures, right? And you're 63. Oh. This is it. Right. 
So then I don't know what happened, but then he apologized. I think there were probably some steps in there again to apologize. And then Madonna did a video being like, in her classy Madonna voice, speaky. She's like- a British accent. Uh, right. She basically was like, <laughs> yes, pretty much the British accent being like, I do not want your apology. I do not need your apology. Your apology is shit. It is not sincere. Uh, the bottom line is this is misogynistic and this is age shaming. And there is nothing about what you said, which is I did. Yeah. And like, basically you can take your apology and shove it up your ass. It is not accepted because you do not mean it. And there's not one sincere thing about it. And you do not think you did anything wrong. And this is unacceptable. And therefore take your apology and shove it up your ass. 50 cent. Pretty much is you what know- she said. It was pretty something. And it was just, she spoke slow and this, and she had a filter on. So her eye, like it wasn't Madonna. It was Madonna with like 12 filters. So you can barely recognize her. Right, right, right. You're like, but I think it was her. could have been her assistant. Do you I'm think that there this. was a chance he was joking? Like, I mean, like a virgin, what a, you know, what a, um, I don't know. Then dichotomy. why? Well, I mean, you could say like, you know, like a virgin, LOL. Cause look at all these like quote unquote slutty poses, but now you add 63 to it. Like now that's kind of like saying this is inappropriate for a woman of 63 to be showing her ass and Mm -hmm. Madonna is against everything. And Lourdes just did a huge interview. I forgot if it was like, it wasn't variety, but it was some magazine like that where she's just like, you know, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. Like my mother is more than anyone else. Like leave Madonna alone. Yeah. I mean, I have mixed feelings about this. I mean, these are themes like with misogyny and age stuff that I talk about on my show all the time. I personally hate when women use like, it's the ageism card. It's the misogyny card. It's like, I just hate when people put themselves in a victim mentality. It's like, just do what you have to do, stand by it and quit, you know, being a victim. Like, is it shitty? Sure. But like, just own it, move on with your life and brush the haters off. My second thought on this is, how ironic, you know, if it was coming from a place of malintent for 50 cent, who is the most like, yeah, girl, candy shop, lollipop, you know, show me your thong on my head, man, you know, you've ever met. So it's like, which is it, bro? 50 cent wants to get down, but let me tell you. Yeah. For here, me, for here, I am telling you how hot Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes are. 50 cent's also fucking hot. So see. Okay. I have have, a little, I have have, a brief story about him too. I have a lot of different types, but go go on. I remember, oh my gosh. So when I first moved out from New York to LA, I worked at VH1 and I was out there in the Santa Monica office. You know, it was like evening time. I'm really painting the picture for you guys. And I had this like, j-lo-esque hat like you know those hats she always wore in the kind of like a sun hat like those hats she always wore in the 2000s who walks by me out of the viacom office but 50 cent and i am like a deer in headlight like i'm a doe-eyed fresh in la girl and la uh, uh, 50 cent walks by me he compliments my hat and i just was like in that moment i was like i don't know what took over me but it was some kind of energy and i just was like thanks and i like walked away so he would watch left him in my dust and that was my encounter with 50 cent but i definitely was taken by his like 50 cent energy i'm he's, not gonna lie about it he's a good one i was supposed to be at an event that he was at but then it was like during covid and it got canceled so there you go but he's a good one okay what are you then 
not thankful. Not, not thankful for, yes. You're going to laugh. This kind of goes off of the, you know, Justin Bieber and uh, Sean Mendez. This is going to make people, I feel like this is going to make people kind of split. Pete Davidson. I have had enough. I don't get the fucking hype. How has this guy managed to get the tip of the top tail in Hollywood time and time again? And at this point, like I have a friend who's like, he's hot. He has that kind of geeky nerd thing. Listen, I'm all for a geeky nerd moment. I love Adam Brody's character in the OC. I'm not mad at it, but you know what? Like at this point, my bro, you're looking a little desperate. You are looking like that guy in my high school who would shove notes in my locker. And I was like, you know what, pal? I told you no. And then he continued to on the school bus. It's just desperate. I'm over it. I'm over his presence enough. I mean, yeah, I don't know how he, I mean, first of all, whether you like her music or not, Ariana Grande is drop dead gorgeous. She is. I think she's gorgeous. So Look at the women. Kate Beck and Sale. What's her name? Margaret Qualley. Uh, what is it? Uh, I mean, freaking Kim Kardashian. Hello. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, get Cindy it. Crawford's daughter, Kara Kara Gerber. He dated her too. Yes, this guy's been all around town. She I don't dated, understand. She it. looks exactly like Cindy. Like the mother. Just in American Horror Story, the last one. She has. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got a real acting gag. Um, I need answers. I need answers and I didn't realize that he did. I mean, Kaya Gerber as well, but I, I don't necessarily get it. I, I don't get Pete Davidson. I also don't get John Mayer, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't I get do. either of them. You do? I don't get, Jen Aniston said that that was like the best sex she's ever had. Like he's like the number one lover. I don't, that, you just, women like a tall thing. guy too, I think. Like where, <laughs> yes. a gay yes. guy, a lot of gay guys don't need tall. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. need tall. Um, right, right. You're like, I am tall. Okay. I'm actually not tall. And that's why I probably like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, with a nice, like five, eight, five, nine, five, ten. Yeah, that's nice. Even five, seven, I would take. Oh, five. no. I'm like Swiss Family Robinson. I'm trying to see six foot, like a tree I can climb. I'm here for it. You know, uh-huh. and John Mayer, I think it's like the brooding, you know, musician and wor- working his fingers with the guitar. I also just don't, with Pete Davidson, like, I also just don't think he's that funny. So I, I don't, don't get, get it. it at all don't get it need I, answers I don't get it I, no. I literally don't get it so I no. I agree Brain is broken. Mm-hmm. um what else okay this is also going to be split David and I want your take on this what I'm not thankful for and listen like obviously with my show I'm all for free expression like whatever you got to do but influencers like Bella Hadid crying on IG do we need it do what I no, take it or leave it. I leave it. I don't understand. I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's too much. I don't need you crying on Instagram. I get it. We're all suffering. I don't need it. I'm over influencers. Yeah. As a whole, it's too much. Some, <laughs> as a whole. At some well, at some point it is going to bottom out. So it's kind of like being a housewife like this. You gotta like, I was speaking to a housewife recently Let's not just, let's not mention who, who was like, you know, if I ever factor housewife money into my income or what I, you know, what I plan on kill me. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the advice I would give any housewife from day one. You're really smart. Like, I feel it's like being a housewife, like being an influencer. If you are 22 and you're making a lot of money, that is so amazing. But I'm telling you, you better have a plan B for when it ends. It's not sustainable forever. Yeah, there are exceptions like Charlie DeMello and like there are people that 
rise above it, but that is not the norm. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred. And look, it could be me being envious. I am also just, you know, like you, I'm an entrepreneurial go-getter. And the fact that somebody can make a killing off of posting like a picture of a smoothie, again, I need answers. However, not going to knock your hustle. It is what it is. But the whole, like, I don't know. It's just, I took a poll on my Instagram about the Bella Hadid thing. When that was all going down, she posted like a slideshow on Instagram of her just crying hysterically. And I will say my listeners, some of whom have been your listeners who have been cool enough to follow and listen to cancel me baby. They were not having it. They're like, no, stop it. Knock it off. You're looking for attention. No. So I the peeps aren't having it. Some people were like, I appreciate the vulnerability, but for the most part, knock it off. Right. Like, right. Like, so, I mean, we all have a tough life, you know? Yeah. Like, stop. Sorry. Like there's 800, <laughs> there's 800 things that happened today that I mean, I'm no. not like, I mean, do I have a choice? Here I am doing a show. Like, kill me. Like, no, exactly. We, I mean, we all get out of bed in the morning and life is not always good every day. We suck it up and figure it out. Exactly. Thank you. You know, real problems, deaths and all this, like, but, uh, you know, this, right. I, I get it. Um. Okay. So what else? What's so my last one I have is when they decided in the Space Jam reboot, which as previously established shouldn't even be happening because we're over the reboot sitch, is when they had to chop off Lola Bunny's titties. I don't know if you remember that happened earlier this year. They didn't want her to be, you know, kind of in the same vein as the Madonna thing. They didn't want Lola Bunny in the iconic Space Jam to be so voluptuous because she was very feminine in the original, the big eyelashes, the hair, the boobs. So basically to be more PC, they like wanted to take, they made her boxy, made her look like a boy, made her shorts longer. Again, I ain't here for it. Let her be a sexy bunny and let us move on with our lives. You know, it's the same idea. You know, I was in Playboy. I worked for Playboy and it's like one of the highlights of my life and career. Yes. In a feature that I pitched and it's the same idea as all these people now shading Hugh Hefner. It's that idea. It's like, oh, it's so misogynistic. It's like, you know what? Clothes on uh no really it wasn't like full um no it was it was a feature I pitched and the whole idea was to prove that you know uh you know showing your body expressing yourself that way and being an intellectual a professional woman entrepreneur aren't mutually exclusive so it was featured me and five other female journalists and we posed and we wrote essays about free expression And, you know, it's the same idea as, like I said, people, you know, now bashing Hugh Hefner and all these documentaries and shit. It's like, you know what? Stop it. You know, I think Playboy liberated women, allowed them to, you know, own their sexuality and their power. And it's the same idea as the Lola Bunny. It's like, quit trying to erase it, embrace it. Okay. And by the way, for the one straight male listener out there, go and find our guest today, Taylor Ferber in playboy for all of you yes it's called a new wave it's on playboy.com and even for you ladies it's very empowering because it'll show you it's like that kim kardashian thing you know what she's over here in a string bikini and she's passing the bar so you can do it all don't let anybody limit you and it's actually very empowering for you ladies so go check it out and again for the one straight man go and check out taylor guys yes enjoy sorry i'm slutting you out but it is there it pimp me out pimp my ride p-i-m-p like 50 cent david go for it okay so what was i not so thrilled about this year i 
don't understand. I've said this so many times on the show. I don't necessarily, I guess I get it. I don't understand the fall of Roni. I don't understand the fall of the Real Housewives <laughs> of New York City. I don't know if I'm biased because A, I live here and B, I interviewed Ebony twice. I interviewed her right in the beginning and she's another one. Come and hate me. I have gotten to know and friend and she's a friend in real life and I think she's wonderful. So maybe mm-hmm. I am biased. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know, but I try to keep my opinions out of it. So I try to watch. I didn't hate this season as much as the world did. Like I don't understand why it was uh, people I mean people hated it oh my god the last time I had Ebony on my show you should see the fucking comments I mean people are like I mean it's like really I mean I've done shows like how to fix Roni and I do a posting and 9,000 million comments fire Ebony and Leah fire Ebony and Leah Leah and Ebony fire them it's like so but I don't I don't understand it I don't I'm not saying that I like the entire five people that are in the cast and let's we don't need to mention names but I don't think it was that different a season than everything else. Like we had COVID and I mean, Atlanta wasn't so great last season. The OC I thought was the worst season ever. I mean, Jersey had a good season. Like there's a lot of our franchises that didn't have the best season. I just thought Roni was one of those. Not sticking up for Ebony in that sense. I just, I truly didn't like despise it. Like people hated it. I feel like we do have a built-in bias though, because we've interacted with them. We've met them. We've been with them in so many social settings. I'll notice when I watch the show with whoever, my mom or a friend, they'll, they're, they're looking at it from, it's almost like so pure and we know it from a whole other vantage point. So they'll be like, Oh, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of so-and-so or so-and-so is kind of boring or so-and-so's and you're like, I actually have the totally opposite take because I've seen it firsthand. So that could be part of it. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, you know? so maybe. And like, I try, so I'm like being self-aware. I'm like checking myself, like maybe that's part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that, but I mean, I, I, I don't hate it as much as everyone else hated it. What else was I not thrilled with this year? Well, yes. I mean like pop culture wise guys, pop yes. culture. Mm-hmm. I was now let me just drop a footnote. I don't really despise these two women. I don't really not, not like them, but sometimes we get a new housewife that whether you love or hate, you're like, this person's going to go the distance. Like Heather Dubrow being back, that ain't going away. This is going to go the distance. Mm-hmm. Whether, I mean, y'all hate her now, but when we got Erica Jane, it was instant, like, holy shit, we got something here. Dorinda Medley, holy shit. Like when you have that casting and right away, you're like, this person is here for years and they were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is something we had, we got Mia Thornton this year, Crystal Kong. We didn't really get that in a lot of the new additions. I'm not no. saying I don't hate, I don't not like Crystal or Mia. They're both like, they can do the job and they're good. And they, it's just, we didn't have that Erica Jane Dorinda, like, yeah. wow. Like we don't have it with Emily and Gina in the OC, they're on their third season. So I'm not saying either of these women are going anywhere. They're not. Mia will be back. But just, I want that like, mm. that it factor. And you know what, David? These are limited slots we have. Here. I say we that have all what? the time. All yeah, the time. we I have don't, five, we have five six housewives that. per city. Like, is Bravo just lazy? Like, come on. I'm trying to see the cream of the crop. We're trying to be entertained. Like, I don't know what's going on over there. Don't <laughs> understand it. Because no. I, that's what I mean. There's a line out the door 
And this is who, like, it's just, it makes no sense to me. I do want to say, I think Noella Berenger on the OC, the new housewife, she has a sex dungeon. She's since filming in the middle of filming, she's getting a divorce from her husband, found out her husband owes, I don't know, three, five million, whatever it is in, in back taxes. Like Noella is like, and she's Bronwyn Wyndham Burke's ex-best friend who like took Bronwyn's spot basically. And so, I mean, not really, but she did. I mean, Bronwyn's out, she's in. So I'm, 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 yeah. So that I'm, I'm not thankful for, and I'm not thankful. I will never not watch it. I think Scott Speedman from Felicity is hot as fuck. He's a great addition. (laughs) I'm still there. I went in, what, what season are we in season 17 of Grey's Anatomy? Not going anywhere, guys. I'm, 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 I'm there till the end. Not my favorite season of Grey's. It's off for me. Look, I weathered, uh, Sandra O leaving doctor, you know, (laughs) Christina Yang you and you need know. a trophy. Yes. You're, you need oh, a trophy. I'm not, you need I'm a not medal. You need I'm a, not another up. martini. Like, wow. Oh, the commitment. But it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. off. It, it's off this. Listen, Shondaland scandal is the best fucking show. One of the best shows that's ever existed. Oh my God. Olivia. You Pope. know what's crazy, David, speaking of commitment, I watched all of scandal up until the last season. Like the, the yeah, yeah, that was what? But I mean, come on now, come on. You were speechless half the time. You were speechless. I mean, I love a whole, like, I've had an office romance. So I love the whole forbidden, like the whole, and Tony Goldwyn, like was perfect. For, so yeah, that whole thing was definitely mm, sexual, unmatched. I loved it. But Grey's, I can't even believe that show is still going. Like, my God. I'm shocked it's still going. Yes, I'm shocked it's still going. So that's those are the three that I'm not thankful for. Now let's say what we could take or leave. Okay, curious for your thoughts on this and your viewers' thoughts on this. Award shows. I just feel like, listen, I have been to the Vanity Fair Oscar party. I've been to the Golden Globes. Speaking of Sandra O, oh, she and I pissed and washed our hands in the behind-the-scenes bathroom backstage at the Emmys the year before COVID. Like, being at award shows has been the highlight of my career. They're so larger than life. They're a spectacle. They're fun. But now they just, I, I get it. You have to keep the tradition going, but there's a part of me that just feels like they're out of touch. It's a little cheesy. They're just not quite the same, but I, I don't know. It's like, are they getting lazy again? Like the Bravo thing? How do they revamp it? I don't know. I could take it or leave it. I'm not at the edge of my seat. Every time I hear there's a award show, I'm like, oh, there is. Oh, Okay. I, yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I kind of am down to just in the background watching the red carpet and that's kind of all I care about. Yeah. Like I'll go online and be like, okay, red carpet looks from blah, blah Oscars. And like, that's the extent. And again, this is from someone who, you know, was sitting on top of their shoulders front row at the Emmys. It's just, it's lost that it factor. And I don't know what it's going to take to get it back, but I'm not enticed. I am, uh, I agree. I'm not enticed. Um, what else? Curious also for your thoughts on this. Benifer. At first I was psyched. Oh, he rolled his eyes. He rolled his eyes. No, At first I was that's psyched. on my list, honey. That's on, that's one of my three. That's ah, one of my three. Right? At first I was like, oh my God, we're in Jenny from the block. We're in 2003. And now I'm like, I'm hearing, you know, I'm hearing more about it. They're at this, they're holding hands at this. You know, Ben Affleck said he drank and fell trapped with Jennifer Garner. Now I'm kind of like, you're dragging it out. It was the QPR thing at first on the yacht. 
the whole remake of the Jenny from the block. And now it's like, eh, take it or leave it. We've it's had its moment. I'm the literal, literal exact opposite. They were on my list. I like, <laughs> I was like, this is, this is definitely not real. Jennifer Lopez is fucking brilliant. She's like, yeah, all talking too. about fucking Alex and, and me and poor me and look how I was treated and I'm the woman and let's do this this narrative and I will fucking show you because that none too. of you are talking about this fucking pig Alex Rodriguez anymore. Now you're talking about Benifer. So I'm smarter than all of you. And that took one phone call and it's great for Ben, certainly is helping his career and, you know, reviving his issue, which is like hanging out and like looking like a slob and drinking all day. So I really thought it was, a, I thought it was a publicity stunt and I was like, brilliant, brilliant, Jennifer, but I'm not here for it because it's not real. And now I'm like, I, you know, I'm not like living for it, but it's real. And I think that the rumor is, I heard that her mother is just like, this is it. And like, we love Ben. And look, it makes sense. I believe, I don't believe Jennifer would ever take Alex back, but I do believe if Alex got her back, he would kiss the ring. I think just sometimes you have to lose Jenny from the block to realize you lost the best thing in your life. And I do think Ben Affleck probably is like, I mean, what has happened in my life? Like, what did I do right? Like the karma. I mean, I had so many shitty years. Like, what do I do to deserve a second chance with this God, this God before me? No, no, but what? I mean, he has a redeeming quality. And I know this from being at an after party with him. Speaking of the aforementioned trees, J-Lo has some climbing to do at night. He is a big, tall, willow tree man. I will say that. And see, I don't find him. I don't find him so attractive. Mm -hmm. I didn't find Alex Rodriguez that attractive. No. I mean, I have to say when the rumor surfaced, when the rumor surfaced that it was Alex and Kelly Ben-Simone kind of hanging out, that makes so much sense to me. I live for that. Oh my God. It would be great for her, the optics mm-hmm. on that. And she's, I mean, I've had her on this show. Kelly Simone is drop dead gorgeous. Like she's one of those that when I was staring into the Zoom, I was like, she's literally drop dead gorgeous. She's like the greatest for Alex. And she's like kooky. And I think you know, look, she's probably less high maintenance than JLo by like a hundred percent. And I'm not knocking JLo, <laughs> but she's probably an easier, Kelly's pretty easy going. She really is. She's not. So I feel Alex and Kelly was great. I don't know if that you was know, a leaked story by her publicist. Let's put that out there to page six, give it some legs. I mean, this is how the business works, guys. I mean, yes. I don't know if there was any truth to that, but that I was living for. Benifer, I really believe it's real. And I I think, I mean, Jennifer wants love so bad. And it's just, there is something familiar. I never go back to people. It never works for me. It doesn't, but I get it. And I think this might be real. And this is the end. And that makes me happy. I actually, I've met Jennifer Lopez a few times and it's funny because I always say this, but I feel like she's opposite of her diva persona. I find her very down to earth. I'm also a tri-state girl though. So I love that sort of just, you know, what you see is what you get vibe. And I actually, one of the times I met her, I basically was sitting on her lap again at an after party. She was at a world of dance premiere that show she was a judge on. And this was peak A-Rod 
era. Okay. And in the episode, cause we swatched an episode and then interviewed them, her and Neo and Derek Huff, the whole thing afterwards. And in the episode, it happened to be a little cameo from A-Rod because he gives her a necklace or a ring or something. And I asked her, you know, I think that this is a moment fans are going to be excited about. Like this, that's when we were hanging on every J-Lo A-Rod moment, you know, and she was giddy like a little schoolgirl. I mean, it could have been an act, you know, she's no Oscar winner, but you know, J-Lo can definitely act like shout out to hustlers. And she was like giddy as a little schoolgirl, And she's like, really? You think so? And so maybe she was acting, but I think it was like real. And I just think, you know, you're right. She just loves love. She's just that that's you know, her thing. So, but I don't know. I mean, I really saw it with her and A-Rod because they both had that, you know, New York, that hustle, that attitude, that swag, but you know, we'll see. Maybe she's enjoying climbing that Ben Affleck treehouse. And he seemed, A-Rod seemed to really like her and like stick up for her. And yeah, I don't know. He seemed like a gentleman until he wasn't right. Yeah, I had I had lunch next to him, like right at the end of Barney's being open right before Barney's closed. I went to Fred's for lunch and I was sitting next to him and just observing. And I don't know, he seemed very like stoic. She wasn't there. I mean, I would have passed out. Um, I mean, I've met her once before too, but like, he was just very, like, it was a business meeting and like, he seemed very just serious. And I don't know, but like, not in a good way. I don't know. I don't know. So, but I'm not, I mean, I don't know him or anything. It's just, this was a fleeting moment. So that's, I mean, that's on my list. And what's your third thing of just like, All right. This is a little controversial and I don't mean this in an insensitive way. I know what happened was horrible. I just feel like it's become so politicized and everybody's obsessed with it. And to what end is Alec Baldwin? Like it's horrible. It was a tragedy. It's happened, but now on both sides, you know, it's like I said, it's become political. Everyone's obsessed. There's new details every day. And I'm kind of just like, can we observe it for what it was? It was a horrible tragedy and move on. But like did now everyone's we, obsessed. Did I'm you watch it. the interview with him? Yeah. Cause I didn't No, just, I haven't gotten around to it. I saw snippets. I saw little quotes here and there. I mean, obviously he kind of like denies any accountability but like now I'm seeing stories about how like stuff with him and Hilaria or Hillary from Boston however you want to say it I don't know the whole thing people are just taking it and running with it and they're obsessed with it and I'm kind of like all right you know we get it yeah again I'm not downplaying no that sounds harmless I'm not down I could like no I mean that that makes sense to me that makes sense you know that makes sense well Benifer is the one that I could take or leave this is a very unpopular opinion. So you talk about everyone coming for you. I could take or leave the fact that everybody was devastated and didn't sleep for, probably is still not sleeping over the cancellation of BravoCon this year. Because I had personally, I probably wasn't going, but I wasn't sure. And it was a very hard decision that I was grappling with. And I was like, I think I just need to be out of town. And I was like, yeah, and go hang out with all sorts of people that are ex-housewives that are not going to BravoCon. That was my plan. I was like, I just don't know why I would be going. Like, I mean, again, it's great. I'm not taking away. People were excited, DMing me. They were getting hotels. But I was like, well, I mean, I'm not. Like, you either go for one or two things. You go for, like, the lectures and and to hear. It's like, that's kind of what I do for a living. And, like, I'm not above learning something. But 
Like I know a lot of it, no ego. It's just like, I've heard a lot of it. So. Right. Um, right. And then the other is like, you go for the pictures and it's like, yeah, I mean, I like, I do like pictures, but like, I have these people on my show. So like, <laughs> no, exactly. It's like, like either come on my fucking show or don't like, I don't need a picture yeah. with you. Right. And so lost. for me, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But then I was like, now everyone listening wants me to cover this. Like if I am going to be like backstage hanging out with Margaret or like, they want me to cover at night if people are in the hotel and like I hear Margaret and Teresa fighting and that they, it's your bread they, and butter right, they want Super me to, to, to do this and like, yeah. like I care about these listeners more than myself so I guess I have to take one for the team but I'm gonna be fucking miserable for like a whole weekend so <laughs> when it was canceled I mean I was like oh well I'm not upset but I understand why people are and it would have given me three good shows and I could have really covered it from a different angle and people would have loved it, but I'm okay with that. Could take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I can take or leave is I don't listen to them, but people DM me all the time. And I'm not saying this, but all my listeners say this and then we could wrap up, but like my listeners do not like all of these housewife podcasts. I get DMs all day from housewife. Well, you know what it is? Cause you're like saying, oh my God, but like, like Teddy Mellencamp's show, you're saying like all these, like we, we get it. Yeah. I mean, listen, they don't, it's different. Like I get why, and they don't really work. A lot of them don't stay around. It's like these women are used to having producers. They're used to being part of an ensemble. They're used to getting big paychecks. When you're a podcast, I mean, I don't care if you're like the network, like throws like roses at you, you have to make money and have numbers and, you know, you got to really produce, like they're not giving you content. So, you know, like you could talk just about housewives, but you better figure that out. And if you're talking about housewives, you better do it in a certain way. They just, people don't take to the housewife podcast and the housewives aren't used to doing work if it requires some work. So they don't. So, and it's like, and then I'm not knocking them, but my listeners DM me night and day and say, this one's bad. That one's bad. This one's relatively okay, but kind of bad. And so I just, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So I mean, I have to say, here's some tea. Yeah. Some tea. I was on Vicky's podcast way back. It doesn't exist anymore. Vicky Gompelson and she was on mine. And when I was on hers, I've really never told this before. When I was on hers, like the producer reached out to me and he was like, so what do you want to cover on your show? Now I was doing another show with Vicky after. So I already prepared my show and it was like, it shouldn't really be the same. Mine's going to be like the behind the velvet rope. Like I'm going to go over Vicky's background and I'm going to like come for her when I need to. But I'm, I'm like, but I'm coming on her show. So like- I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I mean, I'll talk about anything. Like, right. You don't have a show for me that I'm coming on tomorrow. So I had to like executive produce my whole episode of me being on Vicky's show. And it ended up being really good. I'm like, I don't want to do the same thing. I'm like, let's deal with Vicky being fired. Cause she was just fired. Let's do the five stages of grief. And I don't think Vicky's over it. And I could have told her this was coming. And like, let's talk about like the, the stages of housewives before you get it, when you get it during it, how to save your money. Like guys, it's good. So in Vicky, like did a lot of things, right. She saved money and like, it turned out to be a great show, but I literally produced the whole fucking thing. Uh, well, not like knocking, you say, I guess they're not used to putting in the work. Maybe. And not knocking Vicky. Cause she was like, she was the host and she drove the bus and she was great, but it's just, 
you can't just show up and talk just because you're on a fucking housewife show. Nobody yeah. cares. They still love you on the show or not, but it doesn't translate. Like you have to do something totally different when they're, people are in their car or working out. Just you being on the housewives is not enough. They'll love you on your respective season when you're fighting with Teresa or Erica, but they do not look at all the housewives spinoff shows that fail. They don't love you when they're coming over the airwaves. And so you got to work, but that's what happened with Vicky. And then after I was like, they called me and I was like, look at, if I ever fail at this job, I could, I could produce Vicky's show, but I mean, I need a salary and it's a full-time job. I don't have the time, but I mean, I could have gone in there and made the show a hit. And at one point she was like, how do I book guests? That's what she said to me. And I was like, oh, Jesus. I was like, you're Vicky Gumbelson. Like, you just, hi, Lisa Vanderpump. Okay, yeah. maybe not Lisa, but like, you can reach out to anybody from certain worlds. They no, will respond literally. to you. I don't understand. What do you mean? How do you book guests? No. Like, I don't get Like, it. sweetie, get an intern, call it a day. They don't know. Like, it takes, like, a monkey could do this. Like, come on, stop. So, but you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of work. But I'm saying for someone like that who's so well connected, right. pro- high profile person, you know, it's not rocket science. You've got to make it a real job. And if you're doing it on the side, it doesn't work. And I haven't listened. I am not knocking at this podcast, but my listeners tell me night and day, which ones they hate. And it's like, there's never really anything good that they DM me about like, oh, this one's great. You know what? And I'm going to hop on with your listeners and say, and I'm not, I don't watch The Bachelor. So this isn't even a take it or leave it. This is just a leave it. Same thing goes for all The Bachelor shows. Like, I heart all of these networks jerk off at the chance to have any bachelor person have a podcast. And it's the same thing. It's like, you know, what is there to talk about? It's a little bit gluttonous at this point. It's like, we see your lives on these shows. We see them on reality TV. We see them on your social media. What possibly more could you talk about? Like, leave it to us. Just bow out, you know, do a cabaret show, do something else, like knock it off. No, enough. I've had it. You know, we got to, we've, we got to, you know, cap it off. I agree. I agree. And I just want to say, cause now like bringing it back on a positive note. Yes. I am most thankful for, I mean, listen, I have 2020 was like my first year and we exploded, but like 2021 was like, I guess the breakout year, even though in a way last year was just as good. We got some great guests this year. I'm thankful for my listeners. And I'm not just saying that because really I do not take any listener, like until you come for me in like a stupid way. And I tell you to go fuck yourself and never listen again. I don't give a fuck. It takes a lot for me to get to that point, which I get to with certain people, but the majority, 99% of the time, like I love everyone who listens. It is true. It's the re and, and I love your listeners. Like I said, they are awesome. They're dedicated. They're, they seem like really cool people to me and you're doing an amazing job. Um, doing amazing sweetie, as Chris Jenner would say, um, but no, I get it as a podcaster too. I mean, this sounds kind of cheesy, but we're going to end on this positive note. It's literally why I get out of bed in the morning because, you know, it's a way to connect with them and they're dedicated and they want to hear what you have to say. And it's everything. It is. It's literally why I get out of bed. So, and this is what I'll add that with. I'm not going to quit anytime soon, but I can tell you if there's ever a moment where I want to quit, it is the list, which is a sick, this is a sick statement. Like I wouldn't quit because now there's a ton 
fuck shitload of people depending on me. And that is not said with an ego. It's actually the opposite. Like, even if I was like, oh, I just want to go on and do something else with my life, which I'm not even close to being at that point, I wouldn't do it because I have all these people and the numbers are big that I would be like letting down. And I really feel that way. And that's not ego. It's the opposite. I was like, I, I could let myself down and just be like, get over it, David. I'm going you know, one day I'm here or one day I'm not. Sorry, everyone. But I would do that because now I feel like the numbers are real and there's an actual real group of people that listen. And I would feel like I'm just letting these people down. Woo, so. woo. No, and you will. And I have to say not to like, you know, again, not to be cheesy, but I'm grateful to be here with you today, David, because, you know, we are like minded also like you're looking dapper. Like you guys, if you're, David, oh my God, he has the hair. He has the little it's chest. Out. Just, he has like the shirt. Oh, like I am called, all for it. Okay. This is called hungover. No, Countess you can't Lamb. tell. No you can't sleep. tell three martinis who you can't tell. He said no sleep. You can't tell. But in all seriousness, I'm so grateful to be doing this with you today because I love your presence and being with someone like minded and who's a hustler and who's smart. And, you know, listen, the best. You have a great show, too. I mean, I'll come on again anytime you want. Yes. And by the way, before we plug your show, I'll say it again. One martini, totally not enough. Two is the absolute right number of martinis that I should drink. And I usually drink three when I drink four, which is possible. Like I went out with Rachel, you and Harry Dubin recently. I literally want to be dead the next day. So four equals death. Yeah. Three is like, okay, focus, do your work. One too many, two is right. And one is just not enough. That's my like, martini review. No, like but three, three is, is like three, you know what? Three is Pete, Pete Davidson, like level. We're just not, you know, we don't feel good about it. It's at that point, it's just like over the top desperado, one or two, that's it. I am just, I'm a fun drunk. So when you are like, <laughs> should you have a third drink and everyone at the table is having a third one, you're like, well, maybe not everyone's drinking a martini, but that's my drink. So I will have another one with all these other wonderful people. And now I'm the one that's a little drunk. So there you go. Let's plug your show. But I really, in the new year, I'll come on anytime you want and you will come back here. You're great. So where can everybody find you? Yes, I would absolutely. 2022, you're going to come back, David. My listeners, your listeners, they have loved our collab on Cancel Me Baby. So Cancel Me Baby, guys, it is my show. It is a very unique, cutting edge pop culture show that just tells it. How, I mean, if you've seen so far today, it just really, you know, talk about unpopular opinions. It just tells it how it is. And it says what we're all really actually thinking. It's like, God damn, thank God somebody is saying it. And like today I bring in all of these experiences I've had in Hollywood with all these celebs so it is, you know, it is unlike anything out there. Cancel me, baby. It's on IGTV. If you want to watch YouTube, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, all the good ones in good company with David's show too. Although I haven't done Patreon yet, but I thought about it. We'll talk off air. That's a whole different animal. Mm -hmm. Love it. Have, I mean, most of these people are on my Patreon, whole different animal. And there's like, you know, my show lends to it well because I do interviews and I never talk about myself. Yes, this talk here today is different. I do exceptions, but Patreon is where I can then dish my dirt that I know, like this type of show that we just did would normally be on Patreon, but right. it's the holidays and I'm doing a holiday thing for the end of the year, but that's how it's like, you need a separation of like, 
what's the difference and why are people going there? That's why yeah. for me, because I never reveal anything about myself on the main show, really, because it's all about interviews. It's where I can be like, okay, you know what? I really fucking hate this one here. And I'm going to tell you all why. And it's behind a paid wall. So it's really like, not that it's not going to get out. I mean, it's but like, it's just, it's like a differentiation. It's a little forbidden fruit. I love it. I don't agree with only Patreon, like Kelly and Rick and Stassi. I don't believe in that model. And I don't think it's a smart business model because at the end of the day, the annoying ads that all these people don't like listening to, that is a better thing. And by the way, on Patreon, I have ad-free episodes every day now, but it's not about me. Everyone should listen to your show because you really do not give a shit and you say whatever the fuck you want to say and you don't care about being canceled. Listen, someone's got to do it. So I'm happy to be that person and bring it into 2022. It is going down. Just getting started. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. Where can everyone find you? Find me guys. It is most popping and I will not be crying on there like Bella Hadid. Okay. But on Instagram is where you can find me. It's talk to me. Taylor is where you can find me. So join the party. Let's go. It's going down. Love it. Taylor, thank you. Everyone love your show. Text me. Thank you for sharing almost two hours with us. Oh my gosh, David. I always love hanging out with you, even though it's virtual. Happy holidays. It is such, such, such a pleasure. I mean it. it the time goes by and you're just, you're a doll. You're Happy a joy. Happy holidays to you too. All right. Keep in touch. Thank you everyone. Happy holidays. And we'll be back in 2022 and a little more for this year, guys. We have shows all rest of this week. So, all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye, David. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.